Hey, uh, I'm going to do a little double duty here today, and uh, if you're a junior higher, they probably, he just said duty. Um, just got to wake you up a little. So uh, I've got a few announcements just want to uh, let you know about. I'd like to release the gentleman that will, uh, maybe ladies and gentlemen, that will pass about the buckets to allow you to give. Remember, you don't give to a church, you give through a church, and anything that you give through this church is going to be used uh, to further God's kingdom, and so we thank you for that. And you know, you can, if you don't give this way, which uh, is just fine, never feel guilty when the bucket passes. If you're a guest with us today, guiltless offering, push. I'm just telling you that. <clears throat> don't, don't feel that at all, and uh, just want you to know that uh, you can also give online if you'd like by texting FLC Give to 94,000. That 94,000 is kind of a great thing we can do about a lot of stuff, right? You can... Uh, you can put connect, 90, FLC Connect to 94,000 just to learn more about the church and get connected, and you can give with FLC Give to 94,000. Um, we have uh, Discover FLC is uh, happening today right after the service. If you're newer to Family Life Church and you'd like to know a little bit more about it, it's a brief time right after the service with myself and other staff members just to tell you a little bit about who we are, what we value, and where you fit. So uh, it's just a few minutes. We won't take you that long. And there'll be a few little snacks in there to uh, tide you over before the buffet. So, hey, just uh, want you to know that's today right after service. We got a men's breakfast on the 21st um, for all the men out there um, that uh, you would want to know about. And then a baptism service. If you have not been baptized in water the last Sunday of this month, we're going to be doing that. So let us know. You can connect with us by... Uh, emailing the church. You can fill out a connect card. You can put FLC connect to 94,000. Text that and say, count me in or how, how do I do it? We got to get something into your hands and, and uh, I think that will be great. We're in this series called uh, Refreshed and uh, what we're doing in this series is really is, is more than just a, a message series. It's, we're, we're believing for a fresh season, a beginning point. And I realize that Christmas and New Year seem like two months ago already, doesn't it? It's just amazing how quickly, but we're just 15 days into 2023. It's not too late to, to reset. The Bible tells us that God's mercy is new every morning. I love that. God's all about the new. He gives us the first. He gives us the first day of the week. He gives us the first day of the month. Every 12 months, he gives us this brand new year. There are seasons. There are new seasons. There's just when you get, or you can't take one more minute of winter, and, <laughs> and in Oregon, it seems like you have to endure a little more after you can't take one more minute, but there is a summer. There is a spring. So what we're praying is that this will be a new day. And Paul is all about new beginnings, and I love how Paul says it. He says, you know what? Forgetting what is behind and pressing on towards what is ahead. I love it, because so much of the time, I drag my old stuff towards my new stuff. And Paul was able to say, you know what? If you'll just turn your back on that, forget what's behind, and focus on what is ahead. And Peter announced this new season when Jesus established the church, and he launched it with his death and resurrection, and he says you can turn from your past, you can turn from your sins, and you can start fresh and new, and our, our 
base scripture we're, we're, we're focusing on for this series is Acts 3.19. Turn to God that times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. And I love the message translation. It says, turn to face God so that he can wipe away your sins, pour out showers of blessing to refresh you. The old timers in the room might remember that old hymn, showers of blessing, right? You don't have to be an old timer to remember that, so, because I remember it and you know I'm not an old timer, right? <laughs> but I was thinking about this word refresh and we're so familiar with it within our technology. Um, computers have to be refreshed. I've got a smart TV, <laughs> and it'll tell me every once in a while, I'm updating, you know, and give me 30 seconds so I can update and give you the latest and greatest. My phone will tell me, um, I'm going to update your software overnight while you sleep. Isn't that fantastic? And I just wish sometimes I could be updated overnight as I sleep. And, but it's just like this refreshing. But he's saying, when you turn to God, and really, he's using a word called repent, Repent is like an Old Testament word, but really it means to turn in a new direction. That's why I like the message where it says, turn and face God. And anytime I repent of something, I'm turning towards something new. I'm turning away from what's old and turning towards something that's new. And that's what a fresh reset will do. In a new year, in the first month, we can choose to turn from the noise, turn off the clutter. Turn from the crush and the hurry. Turn my chaos into order, right? And that's what this fasting experience that we're working on together, we started last week, we launched uh, 21 days of fasting and prayer, and that's not some heavy New Testament kind of guilt legal thing. It's uh, just if you choose, if you feel so led, just to say, God, I want to set this thing aside and use that time and energy, I might focus on that and use it for prayer and reflection. And so some of us are set aside food, some of us set aside media, social media, different things. Some have set aside some financial thing and just going to focus their energy on God. And you're saying, well, I just got in too late, so I'm out. It's not too late. Um, if you want to do 14 days, you want to do seven days, all we're asking you is to prayerfully consider. And I don't know about you, but uh, as you go along, and I'll just tell you, if you fast some food, First week's not going to be fun, right up front. Not fun at all. And as soon as you say, I'm not going to do this, then everybody's going to show up at the birthday party. Everybody. You know, Krispy Kreme, it'll all come, right? You'll get more invitations to dinner than you've ever got. But again, this is not about being legalistic. And maybe you started last week, and you said, I'm off and running, and you, you didn't pass. You, you failed. It's okay. Let's keep going. And uh, like I said, maybe you'll say, hey, 14 days. Hey, seven days. It's not about the legal tying you into something. And, you know, when I think about being refreshed, that's kind of an interesting where we don't use that a lot, you know, when we're in conversation. Well, how refreshing. In fact, I got an assignment for you. Next time you text someone, just try to work in the word refreshing. <laughs> and uh, it'll be weird. I know. And he's like, what was that? I remember uh, my previous life as a youth pastor and a youth leader, we would lead uh, missions trips to Mexico. And we would do projects and stuff just over the border in Mexico. And I remember taking a group of students down there, and we were just over the border. And we were working at a Mexican medical clinic, 
and uh, you did projects for them, construction projects. <laughs> so funny because you take a bunch of teenagers down there and they wanted to build something. It's, but anyway, and then at night we would go do VBSs in local churches. And it was it was great experience, great experience. Uh, but it's about 110 degrees this time. And we're camping in tents outside. And if you've ever been in Mexico when it's 110, it doesn't really, no Oregon cool breezes come through. You follow me? And so then they wanted us to mix concrete on a on a piece of plywood. I can't mix concrete in a concrete mixer, <laughs> but we're doing it. We're figuring it out. We're making, let me tell you how glorious and glamorous this was. We were making new uh, lids for septic systems, okay? Yeah, and uh, so the current septic systems they had had no lids. I say no, nothing else. So anyway, we were showering uh, out of a hose, and we, it was just, you know, it was, it was a great experience, but at one point, we're mixing this, it's about 110, I've never been so hot, never been so dirty and yucky, and all of a sudden, this old pickup truck just pulls in, starts backing up, and I kid you not, it looked like Mater. Anybody? Cars? Just like Mater. I mean, at his worst, right? And it pulled this old truck, you know, it was about that year, and this little old gentleman is sitting in the back, and he's just wrinkled, man, he's just like, this guy has been in the sun way too long. And it's got a little kind of a makeshift canopy over the back of the truck. And we're like, what is going on? And he gets out, and he's got in a box these stadium cups, um, like you would get at a football or baseball stadium. And it was like World Series cups from like 10 years ago. He had fallen off a truck somewhere, I guess, you know. And but they were wrapped in plastic, so, you know, and he pulled that out, and this big old block of ice. And he gets, sits on that old block of ice, and he fills up that cup, and he pulls out a squirt, a bottle of squirt. And he's like, huh? And international, uh, international language of $1, <laughs> right? So, man, I whipped out the dollar. He poured the squirt into this cup full of shaved ice. I pulled up this old bucket. I sat under a broken awning, and I said, this is the life. <laughs> I don't remember ever being so refreshed in my life. Here's the deal. You know what? You get thirsty enough. You get thirsty enough. Refreshment is the greatest thing ever. I don't know about you, but man, there's some things in 2022 that made me a little thirsty. There's been some things that go on in life and in your family that makes you thirsty. And so to, to fast or renew Pray for renewal in God's spirit. It can, I can tell you, it can be like a cold squirt on a hot day. I don't think I'll make t-shirts, but that's it. We're, we're working through this theme of refreshed. Last week was refreshed in prayer. This week is going to be refreshed in the spirit. Next week is going to be refreshed in love. And then the last week we're going to talk about refreshed in spiritual growth. And speaking of the Holy Spirit, now... In the Old Testament, the power of the Holy Spirit would work, and as you read through the Old Testament, you'll see the Holy Spirit at work all the way through, but he would come down for a specific season and person and then lift. Come down for a specific place and then lift. So the Holy Spirit would come. He came upon Joseph at one time. Those of us that are doing life journals, Joseph just got sold into slavery this morning, so I was kind of shook up about that, but that's where he's at, and, but the Holy Spirit came on him and gave him the wisdom to lead a nation. And then 
One time the spirit came on to uh, Joshua as a military leader and helped him win battles. Another time the spirit came upon two unknown people. We, we know their names. We don't know who they were, but it said the Holy Spirit had given the skill and craftsmanship to create things for the tabernacle. The Holy Spirit came upon prophets. It came upon a man named Gideon and gave him the power to lead an incredible uh, victory with only 300 guys against thousands. It was amazing. It's hard to believe, but the Spirit of God came upon a guy named Samson. He had a lot of problems, but the Holy Spirit came upon him, and he was able to do feats of strength. And then Samuel talked about the Holy Spirit coming upon even Saul, the King Saul, first king of Israel. He wasn't the best guy. In fact, he had a lot of flaws. But Samuel said this, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you in power, and you will prophesy with the other prophets, and you will be changed into a different person. And then at the end of the Old Testament, the prophet Joel said this, in the last days, God speaking, I will pour out my Spirit on everyone, men, women, children. And so the New Testament, as it begins, it's like the Holy Spirit coming into full bloom, and the power of the Holy Spirit is everywhere. In fact, Jesus is born by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we start off with Jesus' life being conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, and then Jesus in his ministry, in signs and wonders, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus gave his life, as you know, on the cross for our sins. He rose again, and he promised us something. He says, I'm going to go away, but don't freak out. This is good. He said, and then I will send the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised you, and you are to stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. The same powerful Spirit is available to us today. It's not just a Bible thing that we can read about. We believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They, that is what we call the Trinity. They are three in one. Just like you can't separate water from ice, from steam, it comes in different forms, same one. An egg, you got the, the outer shell, you got the, the clear yolk, and then you got the, the clear white, and then you got the yolk. It's all one thing, right? But when Jesus went back to heaven and they didn't see him physically, the Holy Spirit came. The power, power of the Holy Spirit came. In Acts 1, 4 to 5 and 8, it says this, On one occasion, while Jesus was eating with them, he gave them this commission. Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift. Everybody say gift of my Father. I'm getting kind of bossy, huh? I didn't mean it like that. But. Which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized you with water, and that's what we'll do at the end of the month. But in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. That word power, you know, the root word is the word that we get the English word dynamite from, like power, miraculous power, explosive power power from God. Now, here, here's what I know and I believe. Anytime you start talking about the Holy Spirit, I know that there's different experiences, different type of people in the room. Used to be that back a while ago, everybody that came to this church was Pentecostal, Assemblies of God people. And uh, 
And then if you were a different denomination or flavor, you went to that church. We all clustered in our own. The thing I love about the kingdom right now is the walls come down and everybody's in the room. I love it. But I know some of you, uh, you grew up in a Pentecostal or spirit-filled experience where you saw the spirit in action. You saw the Holy Spirit coming with power. You heard people speak in tongues as they were filled with the Spirit. You, you would hear somebody use a gift in tongues during worship, and, and someone else would then interpret that into English. Uh, you might see healings. You might see altar times where people would sing in the Spirit or dance in the Spirit or fall down in... Let me just tell you, if we grew up like that, we got some stories, don't we? Amen? We got... I remember going to school on Monday going, you would not believe what happened to my church last night. (laughs) I don't even know how to explain it, right? So there's one of us that got the pendulum over there. There's some of us, and it's not wrong, our pendulum is over. Maybe you weren't raised that way. Maybe your relationship and your connection and your story with Jesus has been something where the unexplainable didn't happen a lot. Maybe you went to a church that said, you know what, that's not for today. We're going to leave that over here. And, And you just haven't ever experienced that. But you look over there and go, those people are cray-cray. I remember I told some, somebody said, what church did you go to? And I told them it was Assembly of God Church. And they said, oh, a hoorah church. <laughs> I never heard that before. I was like, oh, hoorah. There you go. But here's what I know is that some of us, our pendulum is way over this way. And we're like, the crazier, the better. I'm going to wear tennis shoes to church so I can get a good grip on the wall. Let's do a Jericho march. Let's do a Holy Ghost car wash. If you don't know what that is, then i got to tell you later. And we, this, the, the, more, the crazier, the better, right? And then some of us, our pendulum goes the other side and said, don't, don't, don't do anything that's going to be unexplainable because I am afraid of what might happen in that kind of atmosphere. And I'm telling you, that's okay. But here's what I know. I think we can always take a step and a move. And what I would love to see today is that some of you with your pendulum over here where you have, just to come a little bit this way and say, you know what? God can do anything he wants to do. And if I say God can't do it, then my box is way too small. And some of us are way over here saying, you know what? You know, sometimes it doesn't have to be bedlam for the Holy Spirit to work in your life. He can work in lots of ways. And so we can kind of move together a little bit here. And so I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit being active in the world today. And you say, well, I've never experienced the Holy Spirit. Well, yes, you have. If you've been drawn to Jesus, the Bible says that you can't even be drawn to Jesus without the Holy Spirit drawing you. He's the one that brings you in. If you've ever sat in this room or in another place and felt just like something in your heart, like, whoa, uh, a message is, I've had people come up and say, wow, that was, that just hit me today. You know what? It wasn't what I said. That was the Holy Spirit that was at work. And so some of you that think, well, I've never been. No, he is alive and active. But here's what I also know is that most of us are, are pretty weak and powerless in the Christian life, to be honest. And we need God when we have trouble. <laughs> and our lives, the rest of the lives are, are, the rest of the time, our lives are pretty good. So, but when we're in trouble, we say, okay, God. But here's what I know is just, there's some people that we know that you've been around and they just seem to have more power. They just seem to have a more dynamic Christian life. And I'm not talking about just they're more exuberant or more extrovert. I'm saying it seems like they like, no matter what they go through, they're like, I'm solid. God's got it. Or when you go with it and you hear them pray, it seems like they just pray with 
authority. And there's just people sometimes with more power. And I would contend you today that maybe they've just allowed the Holy Spirit to come and connect with them in a new way. And the truth is, the Holy Spirit will give you power. Not to do all the weird or be somebody you're not. His Spirit of God will be alive and active in you, just like the prophets prophesied, just like Jesus promised. And he said, this is a gift. And the Holy Spirit gives us power. And I'd like to talk to you today about four things. It's like one of those subjects. You can't really bring it down to a few things because the Holy Spirit will do things that I can't even think or imagine. But just four things that we see readily right here in Scripture that he will do for you. And if we're going to see a refreshing, a time of refreshing, if I'm going to be refreshed in my life and in this new year, we need these things alive and active in our life. You need this in your life. And here's just a question before we go any further. If God says, hey, I've got a gift for you, that will enhance your life and give you more power in your life, why wouldn't you say, okay, bring it on? And I know that's a scary position sometimes because some of us have thought, if I do that, then God's going to send me to Africa or I'm going to do something weird. But what I'm saying is let's just say, why wouldn't you just say, Jesus, I give you permission. Do what you want to do in my life. That's the commercials. Here we go. First thing, the Holy Spirit gives you power, according to the Scripture, to share Christ boldly. Boldly. The Bible says you will receive power and you'll be my witnesses. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5 is talking about his preaching, his sharing. He said, my message and my preaching were not with wise and per persuasive words, but with the demonstration of the power of Spirit, so that your faith might not be on men's wisdom, but on God's power. Do you ever feel like you just don't know what to say? Somebody has a question. They question the Old Testament. It's like, well, how come that happened? In the Old and you just don't know what to say? I get there a lot. I know you think that I talk so much I would always know what to say. But there are so many times I'm in conversation and that I have to just say, Jesus, I don't know what to say. Would you just give me the wisdom, give me the words to say. And sometimes the words that come out don't sound that profound. It doesn't sound like it's going to work. It doesn't sound like it's going to fix everything. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit will give you the words to be a witness. Peter said, always be ready to give a testimony. Testimony. We don't really talk about that much anymore because we live in a culture where you stay there, we stay there, don't offend me, don't, you know. But there are times when somebody's going to lean in and say, what do you think about this? And that's when I say, I need the power of the Holy Spirit to know how to share that, to know how to pray for them, to know what to do, know what to say. In fact, Jesus said in Mark 13, 12, he was kind of preparing his disciples, and he said, whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, it hasn't happened yet, might yet, but he says, don't worry beforehand about what you have to say. Just say whatever is given to you at the time, for it's not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit speaking. Man, I'm telling you what, what our culture today, what your family needs today is a time where you're sharing something that just didn't come from your mind or your thoughts, but it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. 
Maybe we need to say less on social media and social posts and say, you know what, maybe one word from the Holy Spirit today might be more powerful than my opinion on X, Y, Z. So one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit is to give you the boldness to share your faith, to speak about Christ. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to be a pastor. Just say this is, and you know what, you've, <laughs> the best thing you've got is your own story. And you can just say, Holy Spirit, how do I share not make it all about you, but just your own experience. So there you go. Second thing today is the Holy Spirit gives you power when you are weak. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10 says this, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Whew. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't even know what we should pray for. <laughs> How many's been there? I'm going to do a new prayer time. I'm going to pray an hour a day. And 30 seconds in, you're like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> well, what, what, you don't even know how to pray about a situation. But he says, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans and words that cannot be expressed. Excuse me, that was Romans 8, 26. And then 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10 says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's Power, what's that? That's a Holy Spirit. Might rest upon me. For when I am weak, check out this thing, I'm really strong. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not your strength, it's His strength. And this life and this world will suck you dry. That's the most profound thing I'm going to say today, right? It's just like, but the Holy Spirit will help you stand and make it through His strength, His power. Some people say, how did you ever make it through that? And you just say, it was God. It was God's strength. You know, there's a Christian song that you might have heard, and it's called, His Strength is Perfect. And the lyrics say, His strength is perfect when our strength is gone. He'll carry us when we can't carry on. Raised in His power, Holy Spirit, the weak become strong. His strength is perfect. Last Monday morning, uh, I was called very early, about 2.40. I got a phone call, and uh, I share this carefully today because last Monday morning in the wee hours of the morning, one of our family members in our church lost their son to a heart attack, and 37 years old, and the mom called me and said, Pray. And then 10 minutes later, their mom called me and said, he's gone. And I said, should I come? She said, come. So for the next three hours, I just sat in a room with this family. There's a wife with three children, a husband, a dad. A sister came in, a brother, a mom. And they're sitting in this room. And I don't know what to say. <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to be there. And I'm not trying to make me the hero at all out of this. I mean, sometimes you just show up and go, I am going to be in the way. But I was just there. She asked me to be there. I was there. I was standing next to her. And then she said, go over and stand next to his wife. So I went over and stood next to her wife. No great words of wisdom. Just a hand on the shoulder and I'm praying. We're praying. 
And then something profound. Could not believe it. And I want to be sensitive here because we're in the room, in the very room where he passed. We're in that space. And the mom looked at me and said to the family, how could we ever go through this without God? I can't imagine. And then I realized how many people are in that same situation when they are crushed and everything is lost. And she says, how can we go through this without God? And the strength I saw exhibited in that mother, in that moment, I was like, God, just help me to have some of that strength. But she was tapping in to the power of the Holy Spirit that he was giving her in that moment. He'll give you strength when you're weak. And number three is, he'll give you, the Holy Spirit comes to have hope in a hopeless world. To have hope in a hopeless world. Romans 15, 13 said, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by what? The power of the Holy Spirit. These past three years has seemed to be somewhat of a slippery slope. You realize this February will be the third year since our whole world turned upside down. And it seemed like everything just got darker and darker and darker. And I, I don't want to be pessimistic in this or anything, but it's been difficult. And I think if we just took a, a little survey today in this room, or those of you who want to be honest online, you'd say, man, the last three years, how's it been? I, we'll probably just start talking about the difficult things that are going on. And it's difficult, and just kind of be this transparent, it's difficult sometimes to see God at work in our world. I mean, you watch the news, you watch the chaos, you watch the, the un, unraveling of our society, and you say, does God work in our world? I know inside this room, we lift him up, and we can feel it, and maybe in your pocket of a life group or your Christian school or whatever you can, but sometimes in the world at large, <laughs> it's not, we don't have to go very far to realize we live in a hopeless world, but yet... The Holy Spirit is to give us hope within it. Now, I know this is old news, and I talked about it last week. DeMar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills football player, I know you've been hearing it everywhere. But it was crazy to me as I watched this live that the Holy Spirit showed up on a national football game, nationally televised football game. And maybe that's too much, but I, <laughs> I kind of felt like God says, hey, you know, if you don't want to pray, you don't want to pray in your churches, you don't want to pray, hey, I know, you're going to fire a coach for leading in prayer before the game, right? Um, watch this. Watch me shut this thing down. And I'm not saying God, I'm just saying in that moment, let me tell you what, God showed up in a powerful way. And he showed up on national television. Everybody in our country was talking about this. And it was almost like this. It's like God said, do you want to play or do you want to pray? And how many know that everyone on that sideline voted to pray? I mean, everything stopped. Shut down. Nobody knew what to say. You can talk about liberal media and liberal blah, blah, blah. But they were standing there going, uh, we got to pray. We got to pray. And I talked to you last week about how 
man, one of the commentators just said, I, I don't care. I'm praying. I'm going to bow my head. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm praying for this guy. Millionaire athletes, stars, coaches, tears on their knees. God help. We need a miracle. God help. We need a miracle. And I know things go back to normal way too soon. But I think on the second day, this is the second day of 2023, I think God sent us, if you'll take it, a reminder that he is still hope in a hopeless world. And he's like, hey, I don't know how many churches are this big, but I'm going to get 60,000 people in a stadium that usually just drink too much and scream too loud just to say, we're going to be, they didn't know, it was silence as people prayed. And no one came onto the field and said, now, you just made me uncomfortable by getting in a circle and praying. Uh, we don't do this anymore because this is political. I'd like to see him try that at that moment. Hello? That's as much as I'm going to say about that, but nobody said about that. And then this week, as I heard an interview of their quarterback, he did an interview, tears running down his face. He says, I've had a spiritual awakening. I've had a spiritual awakening by seeing what God has done in the life of DeMar Hamlin and the miracle that happened. The Holy Spirit is active and powerful in this world. Believe it. He wants to empower you in a hopeless world. It's not going to come from Washington. <laughs> we know that. It's not going to come from Salem. If you live in Salem, God bless you. I'm talking about the capital. Um, it's not going to come from the internet. It's, it's going to come by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's when we say, you know what? We don't serve the world. We don't serve our culture. We serve God that's alive and active. And guess what? He'll show up and do things that I can't even imagine. Paul said it this way. To him who can do exceedingly abundantly beyond what you can think or imagine. I don't know about you, but I can imagine some pretty crazy stuff. I've imagined myself some great things today. I'm just trying to remind Jesus of it. And... Uh, <laughs> I imagine a lot of stuff. Some of you are going, I imagine you finishing. <laughs> the Holy Spirit gives you power. Last point today, here we go, number four, is to experience all the fullness of God. To experience the fullness of God. Ephesians 3, 16 to 19 says this, I pray that out of his glorious riches, who's he talking about? God. He may strengthen you with the power of his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints. You know what? One person getting fired up for Jesus is one thing, but what if it just kind of like caught on and we were all just like going, Holy Spirit, do what you want in my life. It'd be crazy. To grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ. And to know his love that surpasses knowledge. That you might be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. The oldest person in this room today has but scratched what they can experience about God. The rest of your life we can dig and dig and dig and you're never going to get to the end of the fullness of God. And isn't that an incredible prayer just to say, Holy Spirit, I want you in my life because I want to experience the fullness of what you can do in my life. 
the fullness of what you can do in my life. You know, for a while there in my, uh, in my experience in my life, whatever, I go to the gas station and I just put like five bucks in the tank. And I just kept it like five bucks from empty. That's back when five bucks actually went somewhere. But so just imagine it was like, and I don't know why I did that. I was just like, well, I don't want to waste all that money. <laughs> uh, I didn't say I was the smartest. I just said I was willing, right? So, uh, and I just, you know, and then I ran out of gas like two or three times. <laughs> and then it dawned on me. I would, be much, <laughs> I would be much better off in my life and in my trips and in my driving if I went in and said, let's fill it full. Hello? Let's fill it full. And then it gives me some time until, and I think sometimes we just say, God, just give me enough just for today. Just give me five bucks worth of Holy Spirit just so I can not kill my boss. But if we said, God, would you just fill me full? Would you just fill me full? Because I keep running out of gas too soon. That wasn't even my notes. I think the Holy Spirit's working. <laughs> fullness of God. The fullness of God. This is where we started with this times of refreshing. When Peter, as he's preaching, says, turn to God that times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. And I want to tell you, you put yourself in a position and in a posture to receive. Like this is the gift of God. This is the gift of God. I'm telling you today, I don't know what your experience has been. The Holy Spirit wants to give you everything that he can in this life. Jesus wants you to be filled with the power of his Spirit. It's for today. I can't navigate without it. Sometimes I do feel weak. Sometimes I do feel like I've only been filled. Or something or someone or some event has sucked my tank dry. But it's posturing ourselves. And that's really what we're trying to do here at the first of the year. That's what a 21 days of fasting and prayer will do. Or setting something aside. What we're doing is just posturing ourselves in a position. We're not trying to get on God's good side, or we're not trying to win favor over and say, man, if I fast, he's going to think I'm really spiritual, so God's going to show up. No, no, no. It just kind of clears out the clutter and the cobwebs to get me to get back in this position again. I think I've shared this before. The thing I love about the Quaker tradition, as the Quakers would come to pray, they would start hands down first, just symbolically to say, God, I'm taking everything out of... Some of you carried a lot of stuff in here today. You can't see it, but man, you're packed full all around you. You got arms full. And they just said, I just want to empty it out. And then once that prayer has been prayed, once they feel like I'm empty handed, then they turn it and say, what do you want to give me? And I'm just saying, what if we positioned ourselves this year to be a recipient of more of the Holy Spirit? And it doesn't happen to happen on a Sunday morning. I mean, you can do that in your bedroom. There are stories of people that have been filled with more of the Holy Spirit in the craziest places just because they took a moment and said, would you just give me that gift? I want, and I'm open to whatever you want to give me. And it might come in a prayer language where you're like, this is crazy, but it's the Holy Spirit. It might come in a feeling of 
more boldness to share what God has put on your heart. It might come on just maybe a brokenness that, man, you just, you can't, oh, it's just, ooh, just a heaviness that comes on you, but you know it's from God, and, and you just have this experience with him. It's just position yourself. Now, these last four Sunday nights of this month, last Sunday night, we had a night of praise and worship and prayer. Again tonight, 6 o'clock. I know it's crazy to have Sunday night, but we're doing this for the month of January because we're just committing ourselves once again to prayer. And if, if, if you're fasting along with it, not, if you're not fasting, that still come. You can come. And maybe you didn't come last Sunday night. I'm telling you, there's probably about 75, 80 people here, and it was a great experience. It's not another sermon. It's not another time for I get up here. It's just open worship and prayer. And over here in the overflow section, there's some practical things. And you don't have to do them, but they're just there. There's altars over there. Whoa, where'd those come from? Still have them. There's altars. Maybe God will just call you to an altar. Maybe you'll sit right where you're at. Maybe you'll go over to communion station. And then there's a beautiful cross, as you see, and it's lit up, and that's going to stay. I like that. And, but there's a fence that goes right in front of it, and there's a simple piece of paper that says, I leave this here at the cross. And you write whatever you want to leave at the cross, and you roll it up, and you stick it in the fence. I know it's, it's just something you can do. How many know you just, sometimes when I don't have anything to do with my hand, I'm, I'm a TV generation kid. Let me see it. Let me, let me see it, right? So just put it in there. Dozens of people left things at the cross. They're destroyed. Nobody reads them. But I heard just this morning someone say what they left at the cross midway through the week all of a sudden, it was a completely different outcome, and they were just like blown away by how good God was being, and then she realized, whoa, wait a minute, I left that at the cross last Sunday night. Don't be surprised. There's also a door. He's like, what about that? You know what? God's going to open some doors in your life, and you're praying about that, or maybe there's been some close, and maybe you can just spend some time just visualizing, God, what, what doors you want to open in my life? What doors do you want me to close? Are you closing? What, what is your will to be done? See, it's just, and then there'll be stations where if you want somebody to pray with you, they will pray with you. And I believe that this is going to be a powerful way to initiate. It's not too late. I know we're 15 days in and it seems like the year is old. It's not. We can start this. If you didn't come last week, come this week. This Sunday night, we're going to have one emphasis, but you can pray about anything, but we are going to have an emphasis on, on finance and provision. And uh, if everyone is independently wealthy and all your needs are met, well, you know, uh, <laughs> that's not too many of us. But if you have a prayer on your heart, and that's going to be kind of one of the, you can pray about anything, but I'm telling you, and we're going to have a special thing only for this night of a point of contact and a faith statement that you can take from this place tonight. And you got to come tonight, find out what it is. But I believe God will use that just to help you to rely on him. One of the names of God is Jehovah Jireh. God will supply. Another place he said, he will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. And I'm not trying to say, oh, God will supply. I mean, sometimes it's a struggle, but we see God working through the struggle. You ever heard somebody say, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. You ever hear that? It's like, I don't need cows, and all I'm walking is is what they left. <laughs> I'll let that just sink in a little bit, right? But I need God to provide. I need some 
financial miracles in my life. And I'm just going to, again, position myself. God, what do you want to do? How do you want to give through me this year? So I want to leave that open to you. And I want to invite you back at 6 o'clock tonight. If you're watching online, I'm telling you, there's something about being in the room. You can't get it online. you got to be in the room. Maybe you would join us tonight. So here we go. Jesus is helping us. He's helping us navigate. We were refreshed in prayer last week, and we're talking about being refreshed in the Spirit. And really being refreshed in the Spirit is just positioning yourselves to say, Holy Spirit, I want to be open to whatever you have. And you might say, I had an experience in 1979. Guess what? I want one for 2023. Maybe you say, I've never done that before. I'm... Hey, the, ho- the best place your life can be is in the hands of the Holy Spirit. And so I want to encourage you. If you're in the room today and you just want to posture yourself in that position, as we begin to pray, I'm just going to encourage you to stand right where you're at and just put yourself in a receiving position. And uh, I'm not going to pray anything weird on you. I'm just going to say, if you want to do that right now, I'm going to pray, and you can position yourself like that just all over this room. Even if you're watching online, stand at home. Jesus, we thank you, God, that you gave us a gift. When you left, you didn't leave us alone. You gave us someone to teach us, to guide us. You gave us an incredible counselor, you called him. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. And God, I just pray right now that we would be able to position ourselves in a place to receive from you, to receive more of you, to receive that power, to help us to know what to say when we don't don't know what to say. To God, to help us in our weakness and when we're in situations that's way too hard for us. God, to help us in a hopeless world, but you said that in this world we're going to have trouble. You warned us. But God, help us to remember the second part. You have overcome the world, and we don't have to fear. God, we pray that you would give us the fullness and help us on a journey this year to receive more and to experience more of the fullness of your goodness and who you are. So God, we just position ourselves right now, and we say, come Holy Spirit, do what you want in our lives. i just like everyone to stand now in the room. I just want to say, Jesus, would you help us, God, as we move forward? God, whatever the needs are that are represented, God, whatever new thing you have for us today, God, I pray for those of us that might have experienced a lot of things in the Holy Spirit in our past that we would not let it just be in the past, but we would move forward into something fresh and new. God, I pray for those that have been fearful of what the Holy Spirit might do when it encounters people's lives because you haven't given us the spirit of fear but of love and of a sound mind. And God, I pray that you would help us to be in a position this year to change and grow and be different people because my life needs me to be different. My home needs me to be different. My family needs me to be different. God, help us. If you're in the room today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I'm telling you what, you can invite him in right now. The Bible says if you confess your sin to him, again, turn towards him, that's when he is faithful and just and he forgives you of that sin and he will exchange your record for Jesus' record. Greatest exchange 
greatest deal you'll ever get. And all you gotta do is say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, come in. Jesus, be there. Not only will he come, if you're feeling drawn to that, that means the Holy Spirit is already actively and working. Look how close you are. Take that step. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, we still have our prayer stations over here. Uh, If you would like to have someone pray with you before you leave today, uh, please take advantage of that. Again, tonight, 6 o'clock. It lasts about an hour, and uh, it's a phenomenal way to start your week. If you didn't come, you didn't. If If you can't make it this week and you made it last week, Come the next week. It's all right. It's just, it's here. Let's, let's make it available to you. Um, just uh, one more reminder that the FLC Connect is going to be in the living room just down the hall if that's where you would like to, to be. But let me just say, until I see you again, I pray that God would bless you and keep you. I pray that God would turn his face towards you and shine his power on your life. That's the power of the Holy Spirit just sweeping over filling your life as you go live the life that he's called you to live. In Jesus' name, God bless you today. Hey guys, this is Pastor Dave. I just want to say thank you for joining us today for this podcast. You know, at Family Life Church, our vision is to create a safe, authentic environment where people connect with Jesus. And we don't believe it's an accident that you joined us today. You know, if this message meant something to you, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on our website at myflc.org, or you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Family Life Church Newburgh. And I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and you can listen regularly. And I just want to say thank you and God bless your week.